Welcome to the Dogs Are the Best Friends podcast. I'm Emily, and my best buddy, Flynn, is here too. I wish a happy Thanksgiving to my fellow Americans and to all my listeners. I am truly grateful for you. I am thankful for you. I'd also like to say thank you to Alan's wife who left a review about the podcast. And if you could go do the same and also be sure to subscribe, that would help other dog lovers find these stories as well. Today, I have a fun guest because we've been trying to get together for ages to do this interview. And her name is Cynthia. She's my neighbor and she's all about rescuing. And she has had some amazing dogs thanks to being a rescuer. And she talks about what that is and why it's important. Enjoy. Today, I have my neighbor Cynthia with me and literally with me, which is fun. I have not been able to do in-person interviews in how many centuries it feels like. Really? Feels like it's been forever. But Cynthia has been an inspiration because she is a crazy dog lover like us, crazy for the canines. And it's so fun to have her here because she has wonderful stories to share about dogs that have touched her life. Well, I mean, first of all, it's really nice to finally be here. I love your podcasts. And I think talking about dogs is uh, one of those things that people who enjoy it will do it for hours. And the people that just look at you like, I got it already, you know, (laughs) stop. They don't have dogs. They don't know your whole life was run by dogs, that your whole concern, your whole house, your... So yeah, yeah. it's a lot more fun to be around dog people. And that's how we met, walking our dogs. And that's how I know a ton of neighbors. Right. And that alone is a great reason to have a dog, because you share ideas and meet dogs. The dogs become friends. And my dog, Demi, who is a recently rescued in January um, uh, Chihuahua, is adores Flynn. I mean, Flynn is a big dog compared to her. She's all of eight pounds. And Demi in the beginning was very scared, but apparently loves dogs that are good dogs. I mean, I trust her instincts now because she's like, no, that's a good dog. So I've had, I grew up with rescues. My parents were of the uh, school where dogs lived outside. And you basically had a dog to sort of guard the, the place, but they were mutts. And um, I was the one who was crying and screaming about their conditions and my father would always build a winter house for them and I'd be snowy nights saying you got to bring them in you got to bring them in they could come in but they were never allowed upstairs could never sleep with us anything like that so the minute I got off on my own I got my I was in college I got my first rescue dog but anyway so Whitney was a little um she, I call her like a miniature German Shepherd, but she was very tiny. I mean, if she, she was probably like 12, 15 pounds max, but she looked like a German Shepherd, sort of that brown and black. And anyway, she spent, um, years with me, or a few years with me, but she ended up living with my parents. And ultimately she came when I lived in Connecticut at, at, uh, 16 years old. Um, my parents flew her out to me. Um, because again, I was sure they were abusing her, you know. <laughs> so they flew her out to me and she spent a glorious last year of her life living on seven acres and, and me fussing over her. She, she was actually in poor health and I brought her back to health just with love and food and, and uh, all of that. But anyway, she was my first. She died in my arms at 17 years old. Wow. And she lived a long time. The next one was, uh, Herbie. Um, 
And Whitney and Herbie actually lived together at that point, at, you know, later. But Herbie, I was living in Boston, and um, I went to the Humane Society and got Herbie, who was a Border Collie mix. And Herbie was a year old and absolutely full of beans, and all the Border Collie traits was a herder and wanted to run, and he, the story I have about Herbie that I love is that when I got him, I just fell in love with him immediately. He was black and white, you know, just, he was, it was a little boxier nose, so there was a thought that he had a little Burmese mountain dog in him, too. Yeah, I mean, but he was a gorgeous dog, but I couldn't come up with a name. And, you know, when you get a, when you get a rescue dog, what do you name them? Because they come with names or they don't come with names. And you're wondering if they, especially if they're older, have they, are they used to a certain name? And there's actually a lot of ideas on what to name a rescue dog, whether you should change it or not. So I couldn't figure out his name for like two weeks. I couldn't, nothing hit me. And I called the Humane Society and I said, did this dog have a name? And I said, yeah, it was Herbie. And I was like, bingo, there it is. Herbie was a sheer delight, um, lived a long life. Um, and moved all around with me, two husbands, the whole thing. Um, he was my, you know, like my forever adult dog. Tell us about your current dog. You know, I'm crazy about her. Uh, and then uh, right now I have Demi, who, as you know, is, um, and there are a lot of reasons why I ended up getting, uh, another dog. Um, my dog had passed away about a year before, over well yeah a year before and um another dog uh but uh i went and we were we went to a farmer's market and one of my friends said oh hey the safe bus is over in the parking lot you know let's go look <laughs> and safe is a uh uh, rescue organization out of St. St. Augustine and they're an excellent organization and we got there and I mean, I stood uh, the minute I saw her, I, I was, I was desperate to never get a dog again because I wanted to le- be able all my life. I'd taken care of something, be it humans, pets, children, something. And I was getting to the stage. I'm ancient now, old. And I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted, well, you know, I'm retired and I thought, yeah, yeah, of course, this is all pre pandemic. And I wanted to close the door and go away for three months, you know, if I wanted to or whatever. Yes. And I've never been able to do that. I was just out on a Saturday with some friends. We went to a farmer's market. They said, hey, the safe truck uh, is there and you want to go see some of the dogs that are up for adoption. And I'm like, oh, yes, no, yes, no. (laughs) And the minute we pulled up... um, the glass windows had all these dogs in them, large and small. And Demi was um, sitting right there. And she uh, she was with a couple of chihuahuas. Um, and she, as it turns out, had come from a 40-dog hoarding situation. And they had just uh, received 20 of those dogs like two days before. She had just been spayed. And... So, you know, here it is 48 hours later and she's in this truck being adopted. Um, and chihuahuas, I knew nothing about chihuahuas except for what I'd always heard that they're yappy and mean and, you know, never be afraid of a big dog like you are, should be of a chihuahua. And I don't know. I just fell madly in love with her. And, um, 
she I've, I've had her uh since january 25th of this year <clears throat> and of course the timing couldn't have been better because of the pandemic so um and she's so not yappy she's so sweet oh she's everything but it what a chihuahua is she's very sweet she's very she's skittish um she's also seven years old so a lot of life before me and a lot of who knows what because um she definitely is not a human person she's a dog person um a dog dog i should say <laughs> i know so silly um she's a dog dog and she uh loves other dogs she loves to socialize with dogs as long as she approves of them first and they're not they're not too big i mean not big doesn't matter but too aggressive meaning just in that they're shaky and wobbly and you know you know, excited, too excited, I should say. But anyway, Demi, um, which Emily knows well, is um, I give her treats. And I was giving her treats, you know, because she's a rescue and she's middle-aged. I'm like, all the treats you want. You know, she'd come back and it was part of a game we played. And and I'd give her little bones and she, I mean, I literally buy her those little eighth of an inch. Yeah, they're little itty-bitty baby milk bones. <laughs> And, um, and so, and she would get so excited after every walk and, you know, she'd take these and I'm like, oh, this is such a happy dog and I'm making her so happy and I love what she does. And I'm cleaning out where she, uh, she has a couple of secret beds cause she likes to go hide and burrow. And I was cleaning them out one day and I think every bone I'd ever given her was in uh, between the two beds in those two beds. You she, showed me that, that, uh, like, you know, it was plastic, a baggie. Yeah, the plastic baggie. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. So, yes, she's a hoarder. I, 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 the truth is now she's a hoarder. So I, it's become really fascinating to me because coming from that environment, she had to. I mean, not only was her owner a hoarder, um, Dogs, but yeah, which it's despicable. Um, but she had to probably hoard her food right. and she's not aggressive about food. I mean, she wouldn't be at all. As a matter of fact, if I put her food down, she'll run away, which is probably also a symptom because it has to be very private and hidden. She was probably not dominant and other dogs ate it or who knows what the, I mean, we can't yeah. even guess. So yeah, she probably was bullied. I mean, that's what it is. It's yeah, the pecking yeah. order. The pecking order. Um, although she apparently had many puppies and that, um, again, with her toys, she whines and tries to hide her toys. And I, that really reminds me of a mom, a mommy dog using she uses those toys as if they're her babies and she's trying to protect them and she will bury them like in my bed in the chair it's really it's sort of sort of sad and and sort of sweet so i mean maybe some of your listeners will have some thoughts on that and you can get some feedback because i you know i looked up various things but i've had enough dogs to as far as her living in my life and working with me, she works with me beautifully. Right. And all of that is not, you know, it's not like she's chewing off her tail or her feet. I mean, right. that requires medical attention. These are, but psychologically, she's very happy. 
now. I just think some of those carryovers are unavoidable. And she's, uh, and you know, you know her, but I can't tell you how great all the other ones were, too. Um, and that's one of the points I wanted to make about rescues. I mean, when we were talking about what I was going to talk about, right. rescues, of course, are to me, any dog that comes into a family's home or a person's home and heart and life is, you know, I mean, I guess rescue. (laughs) I mean, when you choose something from a puppy or your dog has a puppy, it's not, it's not a rescue, but what is the definition of a rescue? And before I am here today, I talked to people, I asked them that question. And a lot of people I said, so, cause I've had other dogs. I've also had, um, Jack and Herbert, not Herbie, but Herbert and Theo. Um, they were all from other situations, um, and I'm vehemently against puppy mills and I don't need to go to a breeder for a breed because I'm a huge believer in rescuing. Right. Um, I'm not against anything. I know the breeds have to be maintained, but I, I am against puppy mills. Right. But anyway, the definition, when I looked up, what is the meaning of rescue and, and it's saving something from dangerous or dist- or a distressing situation. Right. So, that can apply to a lot of things. Right. And the goal is ultimately the same on all levels. Absolutely. It's to find a nice home, a beautiful home, a loving home for any of these animals who, uh, you know, in this day and age, God knows what could happen to them otherwise. And so three of my other dogs, I actually have, you know, some great stories, but um, I don't want to bore everyone with long <laughs> stories. <laughs> so... Again, back to the definition of rescue. Those were rescues to me. Um, and also, what? why do I rescue? Why does anybody rescue? Or why does anybody, you know, well, not why does anybody get a dog, but why do people do rescues? Because they need, they get the best life. I mean, you're giving them now the best life that could have been otherwise. Um, and so many times these dogs come out of their shells because they've come from a bad situation and they just blossom into these you know incredible creatures who wouldn't have otherwise because they have been suppressed in one way or another or they're not uh, healthy they're not taken care of um and one of the things that i love about rescuing is watching them change and i the one of the statistics that um is true and i'm sure it could be disputed the numbers are higher but um 20 percent this is an ASPCA statistic. 20% of rescue dogs are returned. But I just think, I think it's a shame that people have the mindset that they're returnable. Like, it's not like a cup, yeah. you know? Like, go, yeah, you don't like the way the cup is working. It's not keeping your drink cold enough, whatever, take it back. But these dogs are actually living beings, and, they, and they've already been through enough. So don't go to the rescue and don't go to the, you know, shelter thinking you could just return it like it's just a piece of plastic or something. I don't know. And, and and often within a week. If you go to a humane society or a rescue organization, and like you said, so many are actually being fostered, so you can learn a lot about them. But like the humane societies, oftentimes you don't have any backstories. So if you're going and thinking, oh, my, you know, my fantasy is to have a dog who's going to fetch a ball and who's going to want to sleep next to me right. and who's going to want to take walks... And the, you bring the dog home, and, uh, I mean, they are traumatized, Absolutely. usually by having been in the shelter and then by now being in a strange place. Right. They don't love you immediately. 
I mean, they they don't even like you probably because they've come from a horrible situation. They're like, oh, you know, another human. So the the heartbreak of those twenty dogs that they had at the that I got Demi from Safe, um, all of them were returned who were adopted that day except for Demi. I'm sure they were. I mean, you know, they're they're not potty trained. They're not used to their environment. They are Chihuahuas, so they are personality wise. They're not just cute little lovable dogs you can stick in your purse. Right. You know, they're scared, and also they they have they have issues, right. um, not bad issues. So to me, you you get a rescue. The commitment is to treat the dog the way the dog is. Get to know the dog in a year you're still learning things certainly in the first six months but as far as trust and love it that first six months is to me what you have to go okay unless it's intolerable unless a dog's got other issues serious issues um yeah really aggressive or you know health issues because you know that sort of thing and you can't afford it but but you know otherwise most people who adopt have to understand you know, you've got to give them time, and the commitment has to be real. You know, dogs cost a lot of money, the medical expenses, the food, the. but on the flip side, it, they're, what they give me in particular is just, uh, there is no, you know, I mean, that's why you, this is why you have a podcast. It's for people like us. All of these dogs have given you something, and oh. so, like, what kind of gifts do you feel that they've given you over the years? Well, the you know, a lot of people on your podcast talk about unconditional love, and that's absolutely, um, it is truly one of those things. I mean, I, I, you know, you just don't know it until you've had a pet of your own, and those who've done it are shaking their, you know, their heads are going, yes, yeah. she's turned out um, to be, I mean, love of my life, yeah. you know, just the the next one. I don't know how I don't know how one can top the other, right. but it keeps happening, yeah. and that part is you know, crazy. I hope you enjoyed Cynthia's words. And I have so much of that interview to still share with you that I will be bringing that back because she spoke about like four or five other dogs. And I know that you will want to hear those stories. They're just wonderful stories of rescues that just, they blossomed. They completely blossomed and became huge heart dogs for her. And if you heard what she said, that every dog gets better, it just, and, and she doesn't see how that's even possible. That is a dog lover, my friends, right? We get it. We are crazy for these canines. I hope that you and I are understanding of how thankful we can be in spite of this horrible time. This has been a rough year. And yet I feel like I've really looked more closely at the blessings I do have And I am grateful. And I'm grateful for this podcast. This has introduced me to interesting people. It's put me in touch with many of my listeners. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wish you blessings and peace. I will see you next week with more dog stories. 